Hey, Shinji. <laughs> Did some girl catch your eye there, champ? Well, no, it's nothing. Ayanami? You can tell us. Yeah, it's nothing. Oh, yeah, sure. But you are acting weird. Ayanami's bazoongas? Ayanami's thighs? Ayanami's supple calves? Oh, uh, hey, come on. No, it's not like that. Then tell us what you were looking at. Because I already know what you're thinking. I was just wondering why she's always alone. What? Uh-huh. Huh. Now that you mention it, I don't think she's ever had any friends since transferring in last year. She's not exactly approachable. Maybe she's secretly a crazy psycho. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes are tuned into the same anime frequency. That's what Shinji was doing. Oh, Jesus Christ. We'll get there in a minute. Glad this isn't a video podcast. I won't make physical jokes. (laughs) You do it a lot. He's a near perfect specimen. He's Matt. I don't know who you've been talking to. <laughs> Shinji. Don't do he, that. He knows things. He pays, <laughs> he pays attention. Does he? Yes. Okay. He's not exactly approachable. It's Bill. I mean, that's that's fair. That's... <laughs> Are any of us in the current uh, atmosphere of the world? I, I breathe nothing but helium. Uh, <laughs> 98% helium, baby! <laughs> and could you get me another tank of helium? I'm Andy. That cut off the rails pretty quick. <laughs> Some weird energy tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, guy. I think you might be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Uh, this is not. I'm Andy, not Josh. <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode the, of Tune Jack. I can tell the difference because you're here. That. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because it's true. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about episode five. Five. We're going to be five episodes in already to this anime, Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is titled what, Bill? I don't know. <laughs> That's not it. I was supposed to write that part down, too. Would you oh, like God. to try again? <laughs> it is Ray Beyond the Heart. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Thank you. The, the magic of editing. Uh, so... <laughs> So that is our episode for this week, and we are going to get into this interesting episode where we're going to, of course, learn more about Ray, the girl that we've seen, but not seen as much of as we're going to see in this episode. Uh-huh. More on that Machi, Machi. in just a bit. But first. But first. No. Actually, <laughs> but yeah, well, well no. More boobs first. But, uh, but first, we're going to get into our favorite segment, which is Nerd News. And I would like to start this week with something that has been burning up the internet. Oh, my. 
Yes. It's going to be Nintendo, isn't it? It is going to be Nintendo related. There was a Nintendo Direct, and while I could talk about a number of things from the Nintendo Direct, such as first time seeing gameplay from Bayonetta 3 coming out next year, the announcement of a brand new 3D Kirby game, uh, the fact that Act Razor got a remaster, one of my favorite video games of all time, and I immediately downloaded it because it's stealth dropped, and I'm very excited, even though it's getting poor reviews. I don't care. I'm loving it already. <laughs> uh, what I want to talk about is. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto joined in briefly, uh, who's the creator of Mario and a bunch of other original Nintendo titles, uh, to talk about on this Nintendo Direct uh, more information about the Super Mario animated film coming out from Illumination, um, which is the studio that is behind things like the Minions. Uh-huh. So we got some information. We found out that the Mario movie is coming uh, holiday 2022, more specifically December 21st. 2022 in America. We found out also a cast list for this movie. And uh, it has ruffled some feathers, we'll say. It has. So here we go. At the top, we've got playing Isami Mario, Chris Pratt. Fall. Who is best known. (laughs) Not not Pratt Fall. Autumn. Uh, No. (laughs) They're not playing Word Association. (laughs) Oh, Karen. <laughs> He's uh, best known, obviously, as, as Star-Lord in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Who? He's... Oh, t- Star-Lord, man. Uh, t- he's, uh, he's played in the new um, Jurassic Park movies. Uh, and best known, of course, from his role... Uh, Burt Macklin, FBI. As a, no, as a side character <laughs> on uh, the CW classic TV show, Everwood. Um, but... <laughs> Which is a great show. That sounds like a problem. No. Uh, well, yes, I guess. <laughs> so if... much Viagra. <laughs> Chris, Pratt, Chris Pratt is going to be playing Mario, uh, which is the real problem that people are having. I mean, Also people... from movie 43, where you like shit all over that car. I don't remember that one. Did you see movie 30, 43? No. It was a really bad, like, offensive sketch movie. Yeah, nobody needed and... to see it, so you're okay. okay. And they had a lot of really big stars in it that, like, didn't want to be in it. Oh, and about the funny, and this is this is not saying much, but about the Chris Pratt had about the funniest thing in the whole movie, which was him and Anna Faris, and they got in a real debate. They like a real intimate scene in a picnic. She's like, "I want to ask you something." Yeah, she's like, "I really bring our next our relationship to the next level," and I want to ask you to poop on me. <laughs> Why oh, were they shit. all in this film if they didn't want to be in it? I don't know. Is it like the Black aristocrats male. or aristocrats or whatever? Where like they got all, all these the people to tell was... like the dirtiest joke in the world or whatever? Um, no, it was more like like Kentucky Fried Movie, but just a modern oh. take on it. Oh. And it just, I don't know. It was well, yeah. that sounds terrible. Like what a lot of people's opinions are of Chris Pratt playing Mario. Um, so uh, there's been a lot of people who are not happy about this announcement. Some people who are saying that. They're just trying to get, obviously, the, the the most mainstream Hollywood actors into this to try to sell tickets. Which you know what? Duh. Yeah, that's what movies are. That's, that's how it's been. It's been done. That's how it's been done. Um, some people are upset because Charles Martinet, the voice for Mario in the video games, was not chosen to be the voice actor for Mario here. Although, if you've played a Mario game, a modern Mario game, that would get annoying very quickly. Uh. Isn't he like old and his voice is almost shot? Yes, 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 that is also true. 
Uh-huh. There's also people who are who are very angry about it because generally Chris Pratt is an extremely ultra conservative kind of person, or at least goes to an ultra conservative church that espouses uh, the belief that uh, conversion therapy is um, a valid way of dealing with LGBTQ plus individuals. So yeah, I didn't uh, know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, that that came out a few years ago. I just um, learned that now. So. Ugh. So there's a lot of people upset for a number of reasons of why Chris Pratt is playing Mario. Um, but I will tell you, when I watched the reveal of this, I was watching the direct, I just all I did was I laughed the entire way through. Because here's the rest of the cast. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is playing Peach. She was uh, Millicent in The Witch. I don't watch movies that give a bad rep to witchcraft and the occult. Well, she was also magic. So she's... <laughs> Uh, in the um, oh um, okay, yeah, new new mutants movie, I believe. Okay, I think that one's a decent casting. Like she just kind of has the look. I mean, not that you're going to see her. Not that but matters, like, but not that matters. But uh, she's she sounds like a a pretty blonde. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, my favorite of the castings, which has made some of the greatest memes, is Charlie Day as Luigi. Yeah, that. Is also surprising. But, fucking uh, weird, but I fucking love Charlie Day. I'll, I'll go with it. I absolutely will. Uh, one that I'm actually pretty stoked about, which is Jack Black as Bowser. I feel like that's fine. <laughs> I feel like that's good casting. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, for one, it's Illumination, so of course Jack Black's in there somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key from Key and Peele fame is playing Toad. I am always on board for either one of those guys to do anything at this point. Me too. Um, Toad they, is a weird they, character, though. They popped up in Fargo the other day as a couple of FBI agents. And nice. <laughs> I was like, I'm, in, I'm here for it. Seth Rogen is playing Donkey Kong. I thought this was a Mario Brothers movie. I, 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 it's, it's, uh, well, I mean, he's, he's, he's part of the Mario Extended Universe. Um, I, I assumed like, it was going to be... It's probably an uh, uh, after-credit scene. Probably. Uh, yeah. to set up just, the, the wider Mario universe. He just universe. takes a bong rip and just giggles. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Donkey Kong, it's Danky Kong. Um, <laughs> 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 um, Kevin Michael Richardson is playing Kamek. Uh, Fred Armiston is playing Cranky is. Kong. I don't I don't know who Kevin Michael Richardson is either. I know he's, that I've heard um, the name. A very prolific he's... voice actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Kamek is like the, the weird um, wizard henchman for for bowser kevin michael richardson played uh i think he was beast man in the new he-man oh interesting so that's super deep that's weird because kamek has uh has had definitely has like a more of a mischievous voice typically in the games but that'll be interesting uh fred armiston as dr hibbert too apparently he's also dr hibbert oh okay okay it'll be interesting to see what he comes up with for this role yeah, so they do have one bona fide voice actor. They do, they do. Um, Fred Armiston is going to play Cranky Kong. So apparently the okay. Kongs are going to play a decent role in this film for some reason. And Sebastian uh, Maniscalco, which I don't know who I've seen, I've seen him before, but I can't place like what he's been in. Uh, is playing Spike, which is a really weird kind of more obscure Mario character. And then uh, Charles Martinet will be playing some uh, original sort of like cameo kind of roles. Along the way. Okay. Uh, all right. So that is the cast for the Super Mario movie, and I just, I, I just couldn't stop laughing at just the absurdity of some of like just this full-on cast. It's either going to be one of the most ridiculous, terrible things, or it's going to somehow magically work and be one of the greatest films of all time. <laughs> There's going to be no in between. Illumination has a pretty decent track record on things. They do. That's that's true. I've never been disappointed by one of the, by an Illumination movie. Um, as as kind of like 
overly packaged and silly as the minions are, they are pretty funny too. Oh, banana, banana. That's my news. Honestly, though, uh, for Mario, give me Bob Hoskins any day. Yes, <laughs> yes, one hundred and twenty percent. John Leguizamo. <laughs> You know, John Leguizamo is one of those ones growing up where I'm like, okay, I think I understand who I am now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And then you saw two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, and you were like, oh man, he really pulls that off. <laughs> now yes. I'm further confused. <laughs> I also, I also got to see him in person randomly because he was at the Poetry Out Loud uh, Nationals competition randomly. He was like the invited like celebrity guest, and I'm like, I don't uh, know why, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's my nerd news this week. Do either of you have something to add for nerd news? Uh, we got a new drop for a trailer for Stranger Things 4. Oh, I haven't watched 3 yet. Oh, you haven't? I have not. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't love 2, so I didn't bother to watch 3. I thought 1 was good, 2 was just okay. I think 3 was better than 2. Okay. Uh, not as good as 1, but it was better than 2. I'm not really separating them. Because I see it as like a whole a whole story. Ultimately, you're right. It's one continuum that you just gotta kind of true ride through or not. But yeah, I kind of I kind of bowed yeah. out after but some the of kid, the weird the, choices in two. The kids are starting to get a bit old, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, four is looks like it's gonna have like a haunted house story. The Creel House. Uh, it looks kind of like uh, Neibolt Street from it. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of clock imagery, so I think there's going to be some time travel involved. Neat. Ooh. That's cool. So there's, and like, maybe some Shining, being a haunted house. Uh-huh. Um, and Robert that. England will be in this season. Oh, really? Lovely. Yep. That's actually pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, get get caught up on three and buckle in for four. Uh, do we ever, I know I'm going to ask the question you always hate that I ask. Do we have a release date for season four? I imagine October? Sometime in 2022. Okay. That's all we have. Sometime. Okay. So most right. of the video game video game releases have been recently. Just, I don't know, sometime in 2022. They'll, they'll be out here. Yeah. Video games, my my everything. my my All my pre-orders on uh, Big Bad Toy Store are like that, too. It's almost like there's been a global pandemic, which has pushed <laughs> back the production times of everything in the world. <laughs> nah. Big Bad Toy Store at this point is just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's just a little gif of a god, the shrug emoji. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. You'll get it when you get it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Matt, do you have anything to add for Nerd News this week? Not really. There's something that's new to me. Uh, apparently the creator of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was uh, inspired by uh, Clint Eastwood. What? I saw that <laughs> earlier. I saw that earlier. Sorry, what? <laughs> apparently when uh, when uh, Iraq, uh, what's his name? Araki, the creator of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, was seven, his dad took him to see The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and he was inspired by Clint Eastwood to make Jotaro. That's fascinating. And uh, in 2012, he, he met Clint Eastwood and got him to pose as Jotaro for him, for a picture. Yeah, huh. I saw that. That was actually pretty cool. Although yeah. when I first read it, I was like, Akira's based on Clint Eastwood? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just waking up, so... <laughs> JoJo's, JoJo's got a lot of like weird like Western aspects to it. Yeah. I mean, Dio alone, like... Aha, uh-huh, it was me, Dio, the whole time. The whole time. I, I tried to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I watched one episode, and I was like, this is not good. 
I, this is, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy this. First season is the worst. Gets better after that or so. I hear I only made it like halfway through season two. Not, I didn't drop it because it was bad though. I just kind of lost uh, the interest and hadn't found time to go back yet. Speaking of, uh, of anime updates, I'll just throw this out very quickly and then we'll move on. Uh, I am up to episode eight of, uh, <laughs> of uh of after school dice club so <laughs> i have carried on and those listening to this right now you probably might have heard that episode i'm sure it will be out by now on our patreon at patreon.com slash tuning japanese where we broke bill uh in talking about after school dice club oh uh, i can't stop watching it it's terrible but i every i gotta know what board game they're gonna talk about and now there's a subplot where two of the characters want to be game designers and i'm waiting for the end where like they work together to make a board game there was a and plot. they have a failed Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed this whole plot thing. Well, we didn't really get much of that in episode one. It, that, it took eight episodes all, for it. <laughs> episode one was all about the panties being gone. That was it. That was it. Bad. All right. No. <laughs> Spray bottles. Bad <laughs> Japanese anime. Bad anime. Let's let's move. Let's just move along because we're going to get more of this in this episode. Oh God! Yeah, that's our preview into episode five. Of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Hey, Bill, it's it's your week for this lechery of an episode. Like, lecherous oh, episode. man. Yeah, we start out with a rated TVMA for nudity and smoking. We do start with that. Neither one's as exciting as it sounds. <laughs> you're you're <clears throat> absolutely right. I didn't I know catch I the smoking. Was it Masato that was smoking? I think so, yeah. Okay, okay. Carry on. Sorry, I just I, th- I thought so. or was it Ritsko? I think it was Ritsko. Oh, okay, it might have been Ritsko. Someone was was lighting up. <laughs> HQ test site two, twenty one days ago. We see a great big red mech, and uh, Gendo Ikari and Ritsko are bringing it online with a whole bunch of techno babble. We get a lot of this to start. Pretty sure it's orange. <laughs> 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 hey, there are certain cultures that don't see the difference between orange and red. Color battle. Is Japanese one of them? Uh-huh. I am. <laughs> my culture, told my, damn it. I told my wife, I am a dude. I see 16 colors. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> this red mech, uh, we learn is unit 00, and it gets pissed off and goes on a rampage. Rampage! <laughs> kind of similar to what we saw in that episode when Shinji... When it was running out of power or whatever, and it like reacted on its own. Yep. Uh, except this one just starts to punch the shit out of the window that uh, the control room <laughs> is behind. Yep. <laughs> Immediately goes after Gendo. No one likes Gendo. No. Nope. The pilot's spinal plug automatically shoots out to <laughs> save her. And it's like skittish around the room like a bottle rocket. Yeah. <laughs> like it's stuck it, in a corner. It reminds me of video games when you shoot, when you, sh- like a shooting game when you shoot like a, like a gas tank or whatever. Like, like, and it like, yeah. and like, like gets caught in a corner. I was, yep. I, I wasn't paying attention at the beginning of this episode because all the tech, all the babble. And then like, I just saw the thing like, sit, like spinning in the corner. I'm like, is that a missile? And then I realized, oh wait, never mind. That's the plug. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is a missile. Yeah. <laughs> For all intents and purposes. Pretty much. And then just like falls to the ground. Which, when they try to, like, undo the power to Unit Zero, that plug has little retro rockets that make it go, and, like, land safely. But the thing of the pilot in it, ah, fuck that. Nope. <laughs> it's just, Not it's just a tube with some rockets on it. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tube with some rockets on it. So they deploy some foam 
and that seems to paralyze the mech like immediately on contact. It's kind of like in Gungrave with the uh, with those weird um, paintball bullets that like yeah. paralyzed Grave. Yeah, but you think with foam it would have like filled up the room like great stuff and like hardened. But no, it just like gets on its ankles and the thing stops moving. See, I I was confused as to what was going on with that because when I saw it. I was like, okay, are they just waiting out the power on this thing and they're trying to just kind of like slow it down? And then like he just ran out of power. I wasn't sure like what was going on. Well, and that might be the case, but they didn't explain it. They're like, deploy the brake fluid foam or whatever, and yeah. it goes. They put like in scale to the mech, they put like a foot of it on the floor and the thing stops moving. Also, if they're gonna deploy foam, you think maybe it would be a shock absorber for the Pilot rocket? I don't know. They're still working on it. These engineers are terrible. I don't know. They don't bother to show exactly how the red stuff affects the mech. They just kind of cut to it, not to Gendo rescuing Ray, and they don't really give any explanation. Yep. And then Gendo goes to rescue Ray, and when he goes to, like, hit the release bar, he burns his hands yep. on the release bar. So who fucking designed this thing? He did. Well, he's an idiot. Masochist. I mean, all of it. This is true. <laughs> we also find out, like, why he's got on this, like, really cool pair of glasses, because he broke his other set, his other pair. Indeed. They fall off into the red foam as he's dragging Ray out of the tube after yeah. he burns the shit out of his hands. He cares! Yeah. Just yes, not about Shinji. I was going to say the same thing. It's like, this is the most emotion I've seen out of him. Like, his son has nearly died at least, like, what, three or four times already, like, this anime? <laughs> and he could care, he give no shits. But when Ray is, like... Laying there, and she's like, I'm fine. He's like, no! And he's dragging her out. Nope. Like, yeah. In my notes, it specifically says, seems to give some shits. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was before Shinji arrived, so. Yeah. Yeah, 20 days before. 22 days before. Yep. Um, And his glasses are in the foam, and, like, we watched them, like, warp and crack. Like, they're sitting there, and they're fine. Nothing happens to them. They just go, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was confused. Was it the uh, fluid from the plug that did it, or was it... Uh... I don't know if it was the fluid from the plug, or if it was just hot. Like, the the foam was hot, or the foam did it. I thought it was the foam, because the foam, the red stuff was on the ground. Uh, it's Well, it's lying in the liquid that's inside the tube that Ray was in, so... But, oh, okay. Uh, the, the visuals was kind of wavy, so maybe it was also that other stuff. Maybe it was hot, and then the stuff from the tube landed on it, and like, Made it warp thermally. Yeah, which, which... Like, cooled it down too fast. At the very least, it, it may give an idea of exactly how it worked to shut the mech down. Yeah, because it was super hot. Or something. Caused some, sort of, caused some sort of uh, decomposition in something or other. Who knows? No clue. Maybe later. Yeah, or not. They probably don't. Probably or not. Probably not. Uh, I've watched anime before. We won't learn shit. This is, this is accurate. <laughs> yeah. We do learn her name, though. That she is Rei Ayanami, the first test subject picked by something called the Marduk Institute, and her past is completely non-existent. <laughs> Nothing yeah. suspicious about that at all. More on that nope. as we get further on. I don't remember how much they go into it in the anime. I just remember from the manga. There's some. There's some things that we learn about <laughs> Rei. Well, there's they victim things. blame her and just say that it's her mental instability that was the issue. Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, Marduk was a god from ancient Mesopotamia and the patron deity of the city of Babylon. I that was, is correct. I thought, I thought it was that dog. 
from the comic strips. No, that's... That's Marmaduke. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I, did, I totally didn't mean to get yeah. that wrong. Marduk is the uh, deity that killed Tiamat. It's also a Tekken character. Yes, named after that deity, I'm named sure. Named after the deity, yep. Yes. <laughs> Introduced in Tekken 4. Big brawly dude. Yes. We go back to saying uh, Ray's mental instability was the problem with the mech. <sighs> and then Ritsuku's like, she vague books us on it. It's like, maybe. Oh, no. That's probably not it. But it might be. <laughs> and then we never get an answer. Nope. It's nope. just nope. another bit of mystery. This anime is very good at, like, dropping little things and making us go, like, what, what, what is it? Like, just just tell us what the fuck is going on. <laughs> if you don't explain this later, I'll be so mad. <laughs> uh, we cut back to the future. And there's a giant chalk outline of Eva Wood, like, face down to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going on at first, but then I realized, like, oh, that's a... Okay, got it. Okay. Why? I don't know, but <laughs> There's okay. just some cop out there. <laughs> it's what you do with the corpse. I guess. Uh, Fucking weird. And uh, Shinji and Masato are down on the ground while uh, Ritsuku is doing, like, an, uh, an autopsy on the angel from the last episode. And she says the body was pristine except for the power core. Sure. Yeah, we get some more of the techno babble. Uh, the big takeaway of it seems to be that the angels are made up of matter that is both particles and waves, like mm. light. The angels are made of light, beings of light. Well, yeah, uh, yep, they are. <laughs> they're they're gigantic, slightly less evil versions of Arnold Rimmer. <laughs> I love, smoke, smoke me a kippa. I'll be back for breakfast. <laughs> well, not Ace. That guy's a guy. That's eight. That guy's cool. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. But... <laughs> <laughs> the uh, other guy's a snakehead. Yep. So true. We also learned that angel DNA oh, no. matches human DNA 99.98%. Is this like eight monkeys? Nine. Like, well, no, monkeys are further away. This is more like a chimp. Okay. Yeah. But the elements are different. Like titanium and... They don't tell us, they just say, other than being different material, I assume the four amino acids that make up DNA is just being swapped out for hard light alien acids. I don't know. What if the what if the letters that make that up? Because you know, like, uh, like DNA has like like what four letters? Like uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. What what if the what the letters are N E R V? Uh, bum bum bum. It's nerve. Maybe. Could it's be. like seven, seven E's. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and <an> A. <laughs> because of a, with the lack of any other explanation, I'll go with that. Now, you know what? <laughs> it's now canon. Until it's not. Until it's yeah. <laughs> until they tell us otherwise. So while they're talking about this, Shinji's peeking around the corner looking at his dad, uh, who's looking at the core from the angel, which I would assume is the power supply. That's when he sees the burns on his dad's hands. Mm-hmm. And Ritsuku explains to us the cold open of the show. Yep, yep. We just get a re- recap of what happened. Yep. Shinji does. Shinji seems confused by it. Yep, and I'm confused because boom, we are at gym class. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the break card. Nope. <laughs> Nearly got nope. me there. Nope. Middle school gym class. Technically, class is because the girls are in the, including Ray, are in those weird Japanese swimsuit uniform things. Mm-hmm. That is every anime has. Uh-huh. And the boys are playing basketball. Well, they're actually swimming, though, right? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're in the swimsuit swimming, but mm-hmm. they're swimming on top of a hill. The boys are down playing basketball. You got to keep those separate. Yeah, it always seems like an anime. That's what happens. Like you've got, like it reminds me of, um, oh god, there's a scene I think from. Uh, Escaflone. It reminds me of Escaflone. They do that, I think, in the first episode where it's like, because, like, sports play a big part in that anime, especially, like, in the, the real world. Like, uh-huh. she's a runner and her crush is a runner. And, like, they do that thing where, like, they keep them separate, like, the whole time. It's really weird. I, it's, like, a weird, I mean, I guess it's part of Japanese culture, perhaps. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Well, they're not doing a real good job keeping them separate because the boys are just ogling up the hill. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. And <laughs> talking about, depending on if you want to go sub or dub, either they're great knockers or they're bazoombas. I think they, I think Johnny Young Bosch calls them cans at one point too. I don't remember cans. I do remember Bazungas. <laughs> Wasn't she the character from Boy Meets World? Yeah, yeah. Look at the Topangas on her. <laughs> hmm. So uh, Suzuhara gets especially called out oh, yeah. uh, for his gross staring. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He makes me. Want, he makes me want to take a shower. Yeah. Yep. And then he just starts the prod Shinji about. Like, oh, who do you like? Who do you like up there? And, uh, uh what, Kinsuki? For some reason, he la- he laser focuses on Ray. Like, oh, it's Ray, ain't it? Yeah, you like her. <laughs> what uh, part do you like about her? Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm just going to pretend that Suzuhara thinks that she's a chicken as <laughs> he talks about her breasts, legs, and thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to nibble on those. Because that oh. just makes it less creepy. Breast legs. I'm writing down right now, breast legs and thighs, so I don't forget that is the episode more, title. More cannibally, less creepy. Yes. Uh, and Shinji's just like, I'm just worried about her. She's always alone. Um, and we learn she has no friends, and she's been alone since she moved there. You know, like, there are parts where I just, I really do empathize with the Shinji. Like, the, with, but then the later part, it's just like. Uh-huh. <sighs> And then they all just blurt out like, oh, yeah, she's an Eva pilot, too, isn't she? You must know her. <laughs> Apparently it's not a big deal, like, that these Eva pilots yeah. just go to the school. Apparently, yeah, that seems weird to me. Me, too. It'd be like, be like, oh, Soggy, you're that Sailor Moon I've heard of. Yeah, oh, she's one of those Sailor Scouts. <laughs> we get a flashback in Shinji's mind to the hangar uh, with Ray and Gendo, like, chatting playfully off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, which tells me either he is going to be jealous because he's not getting the paternal love he needs, or this is going to be a fucked up love triangle. I'm definitely going with the former. I'm hoping it's the daddy issues in the former and not daddy issues in the latter. <sighs> the issue of your daddy being a better lover than you are? Yeah. Crocky. <laughs> yeah, we. Mm, His dad just, wants to screw that child. Get, get, <laughs> get, out, get out of here, Sigmund, Australian Sigmund Freud. We didn't call for you. Shoot. Yeah, yeah, spray bottle. <laughs> spray bottle. That's not my sound effect. Spray bottle, spray bottle. <laughs> ah, Crocky. Oh. It's the spray bottle Pokemon. Ah, right in my eyes. <laughs> and Pokemon Day spray bottle. Um, And then. Boop de boop boop boop. We're happy music. We're back with uh, Ritsuko, Masato, and Shinji eating Masato's gas station buffet. This is my favorite <laughs> scene from the whole episode. I fucking love this scene. Uh, yeah, agreed. I agree with that. <laughs> and they've served Pin Pin the same curry and a can of beer. I 
fucking I... lost it. I forgot <laughs> about this scene, and I'm watching it, and I look up, and like I have the same face that Pen Pen does when he's faced with this curry and beer, and I'm like, holy shit! Of course she'd feed the 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 penguin yeah. beer. Yeah, not they, just Misato. I don't know how he's supposed to drink out of a can. Like cans and beaks don't work. No, that she yeah she didn't even open it for him. At all. Like, Maybe are... he's more talented than you're giving him credit for. No thumbs, no lips. I'm just saying it's hard. I also love, and I, I don't think we mentioned it in the episode when we were first introduced to him. He's got his name on his, like, like collar. Yeah. And it's pen yes. squared. Yeah, pinned to the second power. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love that so much. <laughs> That's very nice. So, uh, Ritsuku jokes that Shinji needs to move out. <laughs> I think she's concerned about him and, well, that's, and his well-being. Jokes, yeah. question mark. Um, and Masato's like, uh, it's a lot of paperwork. Give me another beer. She's got a problem. Deflection. Ritsuko gives Shinji Ray's card that she forgot, uh-huh. which seems like a serious security breach. <laughs> she's like, oh, I forgot to give the updated card to this child. Here, other child, why don't you give it to her at school? This I is just for Area 51. <laughs> I, I smell a setup on her part. There might be. Trying to get these kids together. Because they do immediately start giving him a hard time about staring at Ray's picture. Like, it wasn't like they noticed it. Like, they knew. Well, going back to with Ritsko, like, I feel like, I feel like Ritsko is not okay. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. And maybe this is going to the, the latter, the latter rather than the former that we talked about earlier. Like, it feels like Ritsuko is not okay with Gendo being so close to Rei. Like, I feel like there's some disdain there. And maybe that has something to do with the fact that, like, he's not showing his son any affection. Maybe it's because Ritsuko knows something that we as the audience don't know. Maybe maybe Ritsuko is the only functional adult in the series. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but, like, again... Like, she has a therapist? My, my brain goes back to the the manga uh, and and what we find out about Ray, but again, I'm not, I don't I don't want to say what that is because I don't remember if they even tackle it in the anime. So, am I gonna vomit? No, yes. but it's uh, maybe I don't know. It's for some it's, reason. It's maybe something. not this one, but eventually, it's something. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah, Risco is like he's like I don't really know her, and Masato is just like yeah. Well, this is a reason to go talk to her. Yeah. It's official business. Here. This is your opening, uh, buddy. Now you can go to her place and spill your guts and tell you tell her you love her and uh. And Risku's just like, yeah, she's nice. She's just kinda awkward like your dad. Don't say and that. this is where we get a much needed break card. Welcome to the break card. My name is Andy, and you're listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese. We are reviewing episode five this week and having a grand old time talking about Ray and Neon Genesis Evangelion, and it's just so much fun, and I hope you are enjoying it as well. If you enjoy our stuff, you can support us in a number of ways. You can tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, your enemies, anyone about our show. Send them over to our website, tuningjapanese.com, or tell them to find us on just about every platform out there for listening to podcasts. We would love to have new listeners for our show to enjoy this weird anime with us. If you want to 
help support us in a monetary way, you can head to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, where you're getting episodes of something like Tuning In. We're going to have a new episode coming up soon, where I believe the next one is Attack on Titan. You can check that out, our first impressions of anime. We're having a blast with those. Uh, so check back. We'll be up re- uploading and releasing that episode really soon. Um, speaking of our Patreon, the Nerd News for this episode is very old, about a month old. I might, for the next couple of releases, take the Nerd News segments and put them together on a bonus episode on our Patreon, so that way our Nerd News isn't completely out of date. We got really ahead in our recording, but behind in our releasing of the episodes, and that caused us to kind of be behind on the actual current event Nerd News stuff. So we're probably going to be recording some Nerd News separately and attaching it to the audio of the next episode and taking our original Nerd News and posting them up on our Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese if you want to gain access to those and a whole bunch of other bonus content. Uh, we really appreciate you over there and everything you do to help support the show. Before we get back to the episode, I do want to mention one thing from a friend of ours, uh, the podcast The Weekly Weebs, which I was a guest on uh, several months back. They're doing an event called Nerdvember, and I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast yet or not, but I do want to mention it. They're going to be doing a live stream on November the 21st, where they're going to try to raise awareness and money for mental health. Um, they're partnering with uh, some local groups, uh, Cosplay for Hope and Nerdfest, and I'm going to be one of the guests on that particular show. I will get you some information on the exact time later, but uh, they are going to be doing this live stream online, very excited, and talking to a lot of great people, some cosplayers, some uh, people local within our area in Illinois and Iowa, uh, trying to bring on some voice actors as well. Very, very excited to be a part of that show. So I'll have some links that I'll throw onto our social media. You can follow us on our Facebook and our Twitter for more information. And uh, as soon as I know a little bit more, I will be passing that along so you can help support a great cause. Very excited. Again, November 21st. All right, enough rambling. Let's get back to our review of Neon Genesis Evangelion. We're back from the break card. And we are at Ray's front door. Oh, uh, with boy. Oh, boy. Oh, here we go. So this is either like an industrial slum or that's the, like the housing inside of Narf. I think it's the housing. Okay. Either way, like there's a bunch of like industrials pounding and everything's filthy and it's just not good. Well, I don't think she keeps a very clean ha- a clean apartment. No, but like the outside yeah. is like all nasty. Yeah, the outside's bad too. Grimy. Yeah. Like he comes in too and he like he sees it as a mess and he like has to tiptoe around because he doesn't want to get his socks dirty. So yeah, this is where he, he rings the doorbell, gets no answer, so he just lets himself in like a pervy psycho. You know, I've seen so much anime that like and again, I I didn't remember this scene at all, like coming into this episode, but like the setup for it is like unfortunately like, pretty much every anime out there. Like, I knew exactly this was going to happen. Like, it happens so much in anime that you almost expect that this is exactly how it's going to go down. Ugh. You know, it's it's perfectly okay to walk into someone's house uninvited, as long as you take your shoes off before you get too far in. <laughs> right. 
why why can we talk, stop for a second though and just like why is this always an anime this scene where like someone wanders into someone's well, house i'd be walking in somebody's house with your shoes on is kind of gross that's why i have my crocs for the house shoes well that's fair but like no i'm talking about like why why why, why someone goes in and you're gonna see the female character naked and then somehow that char- that young boy characters are gonna fall on top of her, her on top of him, and there's going to be touching boobs, and it's like, like, why does this happen in every fucking anime? Are all the anime creators just perverts? Because it's funny. <laughs> if you lose a world war, your pornography gets gross. It's not, I mean, I'm not a prude. <laughs> Trust me, I am not a prude. But, like... You're just not into boobs. Well, I mean, sometimes I am. But, like... Depends on how drunk you are. If I'm drunk, yes. But, like, it's Wait, just... are we talking... Is Shinji the boob? <laughs> Shinji is a boob, but not hey, what we're talking I about. Said here. Mul- I said multiple. <laughs> okay, I don't know. So I, Shinji Su- uh, is one of them. And, uh, Kensuke. I just don't understand why this is a super common trope in like just about every anime. But anyway, we can carry on. I think it is just perviness, just okay. fan, pervy fan service. Okay, that's fair. I don't know. I could probably dive deep into it, but we just bore everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be a bonus episode somewhere down the road where you tell us what's up with these pervy Japanese people. Well, I can tell you in just one sentence. There, it's a very classically a very repressed society. That's true. I've I've heard that. So they vent it with uh, middle school sex antics in their mecha anime. Well, sure. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, so this place is practically abandoned. No lights on. Mail like shoved in the slot, just like won't move. Yeah, piles of bloody bandages and bloody bedding, just like Ugh. in random corners and yeah, places. Gross. <laughs> it is. He lets himself into the bedroom, which is also not great. Like again, if you're really worried about somebody and like you go in their house uninvited, maybe stand in the hallway and go, "Hey, are you okay?" <laughs> if he'd done that for just a few seconds, could have avoided this whole scene. Yes. And in the bedroom, he finds what the audience knows are his father's glasses that are all broken and twisted. Yep, to which he does not know, of course. Yeah, he's a smart guy, so he just... Are these her glasses? I've never seen her wear glasses that look just like my dad's. They must be hers. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if I put them on, I'll figure it out. We'll see just how bad her eyesight is. Oh, God. (laughs) And then he hears a noise. Yeah. He does that just in time to get a blurry, cracked eyeful of a naked ray with an owl. But at least they're covering her boobies. They are. They're it is. They're, they're, they're covering her bits. She's pretty awkward, but you think she'd figure out lock the door if you're going to walk around your house naked. Like, it's cool. It's your house. Walk around naked. Lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> There's there are obviously social maladjusts like Sinji in, in the area. So, yeah. Well, indeed, this is this is true. <laughs> Unless this is her kink. Maybe she, maybe she, maybe she put out a personal ad. Was waiting, expecting someone to come, and it was not Shinji that she was. <laughs> they have Craigslist here. <laughs> it might. There's an ep- there's an episode of the podcast Risk where the uh, host talks about a experience he had like that. Oh god. <laughs> oh gosh. So this next section here gets kind of dense. Okay. She rushes him. Yes. With a towel wrapped around her shoulders, like a fucked up superhero. I thought it was like kind of like Jake the Snake Roberts when he had his like snake around his <laughs> around his neck. Also, yeah, this is my towel, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for sure. this anime, a a towel named Damien would totally fit the vibe of the yeah. Christian <laughs> undertones of this. Uh huh. <laughs> she yanks the glasses off his face, 
I'm not quite sure why, but that makes him fall on her. Like, like it's almost like she pulls the glasses off his face and sweeps his leg at the same time. Sweep the leg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of, he, he kind of slips a little bit and, uh, uh, then she grabs him and pulls him to keep him from falling, I think. And then they both, he falls forward, she falls back. I think it's not even that, down. but also takes the drawer full of panties yeah. with him. And yeah, the, yeah he, catch, he catches his bag on the underwear drawer and panties and bras just explode in the air. Kaboom. Um, he winds up. He winds up with a bra on his butt. Son, you got a bra on your butt. Bill, Which, B- Bill, you should be happy. Some, <laughs> someone else finally has a bra on their ass. Yeah, but he's not wearing it right. It's just like sitting there sideways. No, he's wearing it right, Bill. The way you wore it was wrong. <laughs> I don't think it so. It left he nothing right. to the imagination, Bill. <laughs> Look, if you need any lessons on how to wear a bra, I'll teach you, okay? P- please teach him. Like, he, could, he needs to know. So he just leans over her, like, He's just like on all fours while she's laying on her back, mm-hmm. naked, mm-hmm. and she's just like, "Would you get up, please?" <laughs> After a long moment of staring at each other, and then yeah, we, and then we realize his, where his hand was in this moment. I don't think his hand was even there at this moment. I think his hand was there as he got got up. He's like, "Oh yeah, let me grab something sturdy." Here you go. <laughs> he just cops the feel as he stands up. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it playing because I just love to watch the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, honk honk. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell whether or not it's there already. It looks like it's there yeah. already. I think it's there already. I think that even though it's lecherous and weird, I don't think Shinji means it to be that way. No, I think I, from my view, sure, he was he was he clearly the whole situation just clearly has him completely stunned, which <laughs> is the trope. Yeah, and she just gets up and walks away and just starts getting dressed on on. In stuff that she picks up off the floor. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would have been different if a man had touched her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she is just a complete psychopath. Like, nothing happened. Whatever. It's interesting, her emotional response to this. Her mm. lack thereof. The lack thereof. which will... That's what I said. She's a psychopath. She has no... I don't know if it's psychopathy, but, like, I think there's something generally wrong with her mental state. Hence this problem she apparently has uh, piloting the Eva. Yeah. So he just fumbles over himself entirely with this. Oh, God, yes. He's like, I came here to, uh, card? <laughs> card? <laughs> like, Ritsuku said to come here. Card. <laughs> you need this. <laughs> and mean, by the time he finishes talking, she's gone. <laughs> she has walked out of her house, left this weirdo in her house. Not locked the door and just left. Mm-hmm. And not taking the card. Well, you know, the whole time you're talking about that and the, the whole time that he's fumbling over his words, she is getting dressed right in front of him. Yeah. She's just like, whatever. So, I mean, you know, it's natural that he's awkward. Yeah, he's trying not to look, but like keeps glancing over. Because he's a young boy. <laughs> I think I would have been way more interested in hanging out with uh, Ritsuku and Masato. They're the Same. cool older ladies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them has a penguin. Hell yes. I mean, Do you think that penguin watches? Oh, yeah. Okay, just make sure. Oh, yeah. That's what he's there for. Like, that's his job. Okay. That Watch, his, watches Misato and Ritsuko? Possibly. That's got to be in, on the internet somewhere. Whatever's going on in there, man, that penguin's there to see it. He is. He is a filthy little penguin. Just, 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 <laughs> handing, them, just handing them frozen fish. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, carry on, please continue. Continue, please, with the story of this scene. So they're walking downtown. Yeah, he follows her the whole way, like, gets on the subway with so her awkward. and sits on the other side of the car, like, well, the same row, but, like, the other end. And then she walks all the way to, to Narrar <laughs> and, and tries to use her card. He's like, oh, it doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work. And then he, like, proves it worked. His works for her. It's like, see, I'm not a pervert. Her. He didn't give her the new one yet. That was him swiping it. And yes. Yeah, he swipes it himself. It. Yeah. And then he hands, he's like, oh, I'm uh, sorry. And she's for, like, for what? For <laughs> this this is a quite the love story that, that kind of rivals Twilight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for once, Twilight may be the better love story. <laughs> Ooh. Today is apparently the reactivation of Unit Zero, and Ray is not scared because she has no human emotion. <laughs> also, because apparently she has faith in Gendo. And she's like, don't you have faith in your wonderful father? Uh-huh. He's like, no, fuck that old man. <laughs> so she just just slaps him like he owes her money. Can I go back for just a brief second? Absolutely, dude. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but when they're on the escalator going down, the escalator going up is going much faster. I think. Don't you mean they're on the de-escalator? I think, I think what's hap- <laughs> supposed to be happening is that the camera is following the movement down, which then would make the one going up go faster. I think that's the effect they're trying to go for. Like, the camera is literally yeah, probably true. Well, for, that makes sense. To, to me, it just looks like people just can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> I didn't, no- I didn't notice up. that, but that's Yeah, true. I think that's supposed to be the camera. I think, I think I think it's like an effect of like keeping them centered. Like, it's still they're still kind of descending a little bit. Sure. Alright. Why don't we call that side of the escalator a de-escalator? Don't know. That's a you good don't question. escalate down. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's true. So these questions are beyond us, Bill. Yes. These are for Shush. philosophers of times to come to contemplate. So she goes to the locker room, finally ditching Shinji. Surprised Shinji didn't follow her in there. I am too. Hiding in the locker. And then she vacuum packs herself into her suit. That is form-fitting. Yeah. Because anime. Oh, no, I mean, not even it's form-fitting. Like you see the suit go, it's like those ba- like the storage bags you put stuff in, and then you like put the vacuum hose against it, and like yeah, suck anime. all the air out. <laughs> it fits your form. Yeah, because <laughs> anime, like in the tightest way possible. So when she gets out of that suit, it just goes <laughs> like. <laughs> it's like a like a reverse whoopee cushion. Just... <laughs> I'm gonna write down reverse whoopee cushion. That one's, huh? And this is all her getting ready to get dropped into Unit 00 once again. Indeed. More Technobabble for the third time this episode. They've got to restructure the gems of the Bobulation flux capacitors. Probably. And then the the test gets aborted right away because the fifth angel is incoming. This one's a weird angel. Okay, how many angels It is a D8. It is a D8. We have seen, what, two other angels in the actual anime so far? Yep. Yeah, we saw, like, Clitter's Snake and... The, the unnamed first one. Yeah, the the, Un- uh, the Plague assume. Doctor. Yeah, the Plague Doctor. Yeah. So we haven't seen two of them then. But they do allude to it, I think, in the first episode when they talk about, like, it's been, what, two years or a year, over a year since the it's last been angel a long time. time. Yeah. 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 I thought it was, like, Mark 15, but whatever. Oh, maybe it was more than that. Yeah, it's possible it was more than that. 
thinking the first one appeared with the first impact or whatever. No, okay. maybe. So, for some reason, we've now had a succession of three in like three weeks. Correct. Or less than that, even. Like, like three it's days. A, it's an unidentified flying object coming right at us. Oh, it must be an angel. It's coming right for us. <laughs> it rolls a crit at the end of the episode, but we'll get that. Uh, I say, like, like he Shinji is sent out there to roll damage, and in, in typical Shinji fashion, take cover. What? <laughs> and he is immediately shot through the heart. He's to blame, and he gives Eva pilots a bad name. <laughs> that is all true. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Bill with the Bon Jovi joke. <laughs> I would not have expected it. I just made my day. And that's the end of the episode. That's it. That's the end of the episode. That's it. That's episode five of Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> and this is the part of the show where we talk about our thoughts. Bill, use your episode. So as custom dictates, tell us your thoughts on this episode. <laughs> Dictate. That's not, <laughs> oh, Lord. It's a perfectly serviceable episode with a creepy asshole protagonist. I do not like Shinji. He is gross and kind of a doofus. And Ray is the epitome of dream girl as prop who has no motivations or feelings or anything to the nth degree. Masato is still the best character, followed closely by Pin Pin. <laughs> Ritsuku's third. Shinji's a bad pilot also. Has this kid never played a video game once in his life? Apparently not. Get him one of those VR bat like mech warrior pods that they have oh, at Gen Con. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Those are like, fun. Anything. I'm so bad at that, but they're so much fun. Yeah. And yet you'd still be better piloting the fucking Eva. But I'm not 13 years old or whatever. I'm not what they're looking for. It has to be 13 or 14 year olds or whatever they said in that one episode. Shave your crotch and get in the robot. You'd still be better Shave than him. Shave your crotch and get in the robot. Matt, save us. What did you think of this episode? <laughs> After the previous episode, I thought this one was pretty much a godsend. Uh, honestly. Okay. Uh, I, I really in, I really in enjoyed it after the previous one. And, you know, I'm willing to uh, mark most of the uh, awkward stuff that really puts us off as young, being a young teenage uh, boy at the time. I really enjoyed it. Back to the exciting form that it had before the fourth episode. I'm going to be... We are all in different places with this episode. Because I, I disagree with both of you. Uh, I, I don't think that Shinji is... I agree with Matt more than Bill with regards to Shinji. I think Shinji is still a sympathetic character. I think that he just fell prey to the stupid fucking trope that they have to throw in all these animes. Uh, and I feel like it was not necessary. I agree with Bill on that in that sense. Um, but I don't think that that's Shinji's fault. I don't think Shinji's necessarily a pervert here. I think that he's just written into a scene to be bumbling, and it, it turns out badly. Uh, to a scene to titillate the younger audience watching the show, perhaps? May, may, maybe. Also, and maybe, maybe part of my issue is being a father of a daughter in that age bracket. That's fair. If, yeah, I would be. pile drive Shinji. That's fair. Not that's completely fair. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, I completely disagree with Matt. I think this episode sucks. <laughs> uh, I I don't think it's a good episode. Um, I think we're we're introduced to Ray, and I think that 
there are there are, there are more interesting ways to introduce this character to like really get into her character because I feel like we like Bill said we got nothing up about her really. I don't agree that she's the sort of like poster child female whatever like kind of character at all. They didn't do much like they could have done more to show us that emptiness, and they I think mm. they did it the wrong way. I, I do not like this episode. Uh, I like the scene with the uh, with them drinking and the little bit of levity, but everything else just felt like it dragged on. I was I felt like I wasn't engaged watching the episode today. Uh, I just it wasn't a good episode in my opinion. The scene the the dinner scene with the the two older ladies was maybe one of the best scenes of the anime so far. Like we legit get to see two characters we really like mm-hmm. hanging out messing around and teasing the protagonist. There's some levity. Like there, there's character growth. There's, yeah. there's understanding who they are as characters. I might prefer and, and a silly slice of life show version of this. I would too. Maybe Ray won't, I won't feel that way about Ray as I see more of her since I've, I am the newbie here, but right now it just feels like she has no motivation. She has no emotion. She has no goals. She has no lines. She is just a prop for him to have get boners all about. I have hardly heard Megumi Haisibara say a damn thing in this show yet. That's that's fair. We'll get more into her character, hopefully, and if I remember right, we will as we go through these later episodes. I just remembered something I wanted to say. Oh, please do. I bet a Ray Barbie would have been a big seller. <laughs> Bill's face right now. <laughs> With that, next time we're going to be talking about episode six. Of Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is titled... Did you say episode six? No, I didn't. I said New ep- York City! Episode six, Showdown in Tokyo 3. But that's next time. We need to get the hell out of here for this episode. I'm tired of talking about episode five. Uh, and with that... Next time, and- will the angels roll a D6? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Thank you for listening to Tuning Japanese. Podcasts where three dudes are tuned into the same anime frequency. And could you get me another? Pen Pen, could you bring me another beer? <laughs> My name's Andy. I'm not exactly approachable. I'm Bill. I'm a near perfect specimen. I'm Matthew. And we will see you next time. Kisses! In my house, you'll eat what I eat. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please support the show by leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to today's episode. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Special thanks to all of our patrons, including Brian Nash, Superfan Matt, Dan Park, and Andrew Caswell. this it's curry duh it's tv dinner food if you can even call it food in my house you'll eat what i eat oh is it my turn 
Yes! Just dump it out in here, please. You want me to what? Come on! Don't keep me waiting! Okay. This is so much better compared to curry-flavored instant ramen, you know. Mm -hmm. Let's eat! I find it's better to add less hot water than it says to. <laughs> Misato made this, didn't she? Yeah. You can tell? My tongue could. How can someone ruin foil in the bag food? The next time you invite me over, I would prefer if it was Shinji's turn to prepare dinner.